Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sister Act, Claim to Fame Season 2's spoiler-free recap. Well, I guess spoilers for this episode, but, like, we obviously don't know what happens in the future because we don't have that type of pull. But my name is Gia Worthy. I am your faithful host for today. And joining me, as always, is my sister, Ariana Fielding. Hi. Hi, Ari. How are you doing on this lovely day? I am good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. So we actually saw each other yesterday because we were celebrating our youngest brother Joshua's birthday. I had a good day. I had a good day. We did an escape room. No one got their feelings hurt too much. And it worked out well. I had a great time. And we escaped. Yeah, it was. I think it was the only time we've done an escape room without a tremendous amount of arguing (laughs) amongst the siblings. The The yelling was at a bare minimum, which was lovely yeah that's not to say there was none no there was definitely yelling but like it was mostly out of excitement and not yes which was nice not of like sheer (laughs) hatred for each other's incompetencies for once yes for once in our life it was lovely though I had a great time I really liked the escape room that we did and it was just a very fun time yeah it's a good place yeah, it was a good time. I'm kind of sad we did both of the escape rooms in there, though, because now I'm like, now we have to find another place if we want to yeah. go again. Well, there are two places in Worcester, so. Oh, I won't be opposed. Check them out. I'll, I'll go with you to Worcester, to a Worcester escape room. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I wonder if they have them in Keene. That would be so fun to do while we. They've got to have one. I feel like they need to. We're planning – for those that are wondering what the hell we're talking about, we plan on going to Keene in a few weeks to see our dad while he's working at a camp. But we need to find stuff to do while he's busy working and not able to entertain. (laughs) All right. So but claim to fame. Today we are covering Season 2, Episode 4, which is titled Flirting with Disaster. And honestly, Ari – This was a lot. I probably have never been as mad at the final results of a episode as I was here, even though maybe it was possibly the right thing for Cole to do. But I refuse to listen to reason here. And I was very sad that we are letting go of Shane Murphy here. But oh, my God, what an arc she has had. Our queen. Yeah. I Yeah. I found this episode to be thoroughly entertaining um and and also like you know kept me on the edge of my seat I didn't really know which way it was gonna go and I I kind of thought it was gonna go the other way and it did not so definitely disappointed I was thinking about it for a while and I did also for a while I thought that this was definitely gonna be Carson's swan song here but now that we've been here for a little bit longer and like the way that they are hinting at it like Carson keeps saying that like Cole would never pick me if it's Cole and Hugh are both there they're gonna pick me over Shane they're gonna do whatever Shane wants and everything like that made Mm -hmm. me think that okay that probably isn't what's going to happen because this is all we've heard Carson talk about um what is our thoughts on Carson so far this season? I, I need to ask you before I go into what I want to say. I feel like, well, after this episode, I feel like Carson's going to be in the final four. 
I mean, she definitely isn't my favorite. <laughs> Why do you <laughs> like if she goes out? That's like, yeah, I kind of yeah. hope. I kind of hope she's not in the final four, but I think that she will be. I. Okay, so before I get into this, um, I, I want to know more. Why do you think that she's going to be in Final Four? Um, mostly based on, like, the editing. Okay. <laughs> like, I feel like she's getting a very similar edit to, like, Lark. Mm-hmm. Or, like, well, who else was in Final Four last, last season? It was... She's kind of like, you know, like, she hasn't done anything until now. Yeah. Like, in kind of, like, the middle where it's, like... That's fair. Yeah. It Final Four last year was Elsie, Logan, Pepper, and Lark. Yeah. And I think that she's... I also think she's not, like, the next target yeah. after this episode. So, I think she has a, a really good chance of being in the Final Four. Yeah. I think that's fair. We had... This episode was pretty wild. We actually got to know a little bit more about the dynamics in the house, which I feel like we got very sparingly last season. Like, I feel like the who was close with who kind of switched several times throughout the season and didn't really make full sense. But I feel like here now we have a much clearer idea of like what the house dynamics actually are. Especially now after this episode, I feel like things are becoming much more clear to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it so from what we are learning here, it does seem like we have two sides of the house. The one side being uh, Monet, Gabe, Jr., and uh, formerly Shane, and but she is now no longer with us in the house. And then the other side is Chris, Carson, and Olivia, and in the middle is. Cole and Hugo again before this episode ended that seemed to be kind of what the middle ground was it does seem like those are the two sides of the house but then like we saw some cross team cross alliance um conversations between like Chris and Gabe Chris didn't seem that worried when JR was coming into the conversation either um Hugo and Gabe have like a solid seem to have like a solid bond between them two where I feel like they're sharing a little more with each other than anyone else I don't know if that's just like what the edit wants us to believe or not but I I, it was very interesting to see that being said Ari please tell me if you disagree or not I feel like the side of Monet Gabe JR and Shane are just overwhelmingly more entertaining than the side with Olivia Chris and Carson like it's not even yeah no yeah it's not yeah not even in the same realm of yeah it really it and it's really frustrating because it's just like this one side to me is so boring but so full of themselves in some of these moments (laughs) like carson talking about why would monet possibly target me like i what did i do to her as if she has not been about splitting these two up for days now and uh, that, and, like, that's, like, the the level of drama that they have between them, whereas the other side is, like, they're so messy, they're hilarious, Monet refuses to let JR go to sleep because he needs to figure out this clue for her, and things, like, they're just, like, yeah. 
they're they're just leagues more entertaining than the other side of the house. I feel like Olivia served a little bit during our main challenge this week, but other than that, it's just like not even close. And it's yeah, Chris also just keeps getting like weirder and weirder. I'm like, yeah, kind of creeped out by him. <laughs> Does he blink in his confessionals? Because I, can't, I don't I think to- so. I don't know. He weirds me out. It's just odd how he explains his strategy because it's like. Like, if we put a mafia boss into, like, the Big Brother house, like, this is the least ser- least serious show that you could possibly be in in terms, like, and obviously there is a lot of strategy that goes into this game as we are learning throughout all the episodes, but the, like, it is, they are just, like, but Chris is so serious all the time about his tactics and explains it in such a way that it just is, like, it is not forthcoming. It's just like very uncomfortable to watch sometimes. Or it's like yeah. you're so serious. And his eyes are open so wide all the yes. time. Yes. <laughs> and it, it's like this isn't like it's not that deep, but also like the sh- like you're on a show to figure out other people's like celebrity relatives and it's hosted by the Jonas Brothers. Like think about the show that you're on. Like yeah. he has like the level of intensity that like like in Survivor, people can get very tactical about how they maneuver the game. And it's for a million dollars. And it's all about, like, voting people out. So that kind of makes a little more sense than where we get here. But he's just, like, very serious about all of us. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, and, like, we have, like, the one side that's so mad at, like, Shaded Monet. But, and I think, I think that they kind of made the wrong choice strategically by like going along with everyone thinking that they like were scheming to get Jane out because I'm not convinced that they did it on purpose (laughs) I don't think okay so we can talk about this too because I thought after this past episode where Jane was eliminated because she guesses Chris's relative wrong based on the clue that she got from Monet and everyone already assumed that like Shane and Monet did this on purpose, purposefully led Jane astray and did. And the house is just buying it because they already believed this anyway. However, when we look at like what you were saying, they don't they don't really admit it. They had said how like someone needs to go. So it almost seems like they're implying like, yes, this is what we did on purpose, but they didn't actually ever admit it. And they never saw it in a confessional of like, yep, this was our master plan to just make Jane think that this was the person that uh, was the correct relative for Chris, but we're going to purposefully make her guess. I I think think they were like, if this helps her, great. And if she's wrong, that's yeah. fine too. Like, yeah, I don't think they were like, oh yeah, we're totally gonna like mislead her on purpose. Like, I yeah, I think it just was. They were. I think from their point of view, it was like whatever happens, happens, and like, yeah, it's either way, it works for us. Yeah, I don't. I me personally, I don't think they had. I think their preference would probably be that they wanted Jane to stay over Chris because. They've actually she's more useful. With Jane. She's more useful. She's not as weird in front of the cameras, and she just seems <laughs> like a very fun person to be around. But she is, she was working with them. And she, Jane, actually, I forgot this when I was 
when I watched the uh, last episode the first time, but Jane actually seemed to have like a genuine interest in going to the final two with Monet. So this is someone that I feel like they do want to work with. But the fact that they, that like Jane had a guess and they didn't have any reason to think that the clue referred to anything else, that they felt like this was a good enough answer, a good enough guess to say that Chris was related to Elvis Presley. And uh, if she gets it wrong, the worst thing is she's eliminated. But if she's right, then Chris goes. And like either way, though, Shane and Monet are still in the game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But and the only thing that really makes me think that this wasn't a like master plan behind uh, between Shane and Monet is I think that like we would have gotten a confessional between one or both of them that like yes this was definitely a big plan of theirs and we would have also heard something like we get this line in like the middle of the episode i think it's at, it's either i think it's right before the main challenge actually where Shane is joking to Monet about how the house thinks they're masterminds and everything. And I just, I, they definitely are playing the game, but I don't think they were purposefully messing with Jane to send her home. But also, like, Carson, why do you care if they were? You were going to still be there anyway. I just don't get why they're making yeah, a big fuss over. I like, especially, yeah, that's the part that really gets me. It's like, okay, they weren't targeting you. So, like, why are you so upset about it? Like, she took it way too personal. It just felt like, like, and I'm sorry, Carson, I'm going to be a little hard on you here, but I am just going off the edit that we are given. It goes as, like, very, like, I'm not like other girls. Look at these two, like, evil masterminds. Like, just, like, amping up how evil they think they are. It almost feels like they're, like, jealous of this other side of the house, whereas Shane and Monet are just like living their best lives yeah like i yeah that's definitely the edit we're getting and who's to say if you know that's entirely accurate but it's what it's what we see so yeah and i do feel like there is like a genuine bond between a lot of these contestants because if you told me at the beginning of this episode that of all people, Gabe was going to be the person that was, like, so mad that Monet had to tell him to, like, fix his face after the elimination of this episode. Mm-hmm. That, like, I would not have believed you because what we have gotten from Gabe so far is that he is just, like, this very chill, funny individual. Yeah, yeah. I I also did not expect Gabe to actually be, like, that sh- as shocked and, like, upset as he was. Yeah. Like, I definitely expected Monet to be upset. I mm-hmm. feel like JR was pretty on brand with how he's presented himself in his reaction of just kind of like, yep, that was the choice you made. So <laughs> yeah. fine, whatever. And uh, like, obviously, I don't think he was happy about it, but I don't think that this is going to be like the end of the world for JR in particular. And then Gabe was very mad, was not happy with this at all. And I kind of love it that this is like implies that this alliance was pretty tight and that they had a really good friendship going and probably did not have an idea that Cole was going to pick Shane here and if we get Petty Gabe next episode I'm all for it me too yeah I'd love to see it (laughs) I do I do I as much as I'm gonna shit on this other side of the house because I just think they're kind of boring in terms of entertainment being provided to us I do understand about how Chris is a little upset because, yeah, this is kind of a game at, like, his expense. And uh, 
like that's fine if they just want you know if he's upset with it I feel like that's whatever I can understand why he's upset but they his side of the house Chris's side which is him Carson and Olivia come up with a plan to get rid of either Shane or Monet but because they are pretty confident in Shane's clue then they want to get more information on Monet and potentially get her out next if they're able to so they do like that is their plan going into this next challenge, which they don't know what it is yet, but that is their current plan. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll talk more about how much of this plan actually follows through in the after the main challenge here. But the only other piece that I do want to talk about is that we get at this little inklings of a showman's here between. Shane and Cole which it seems like a little bit of a flirt man's like Shane flirts with him they talk strategy sometimes but like it seems like they're both just like young relatively uh like young attractive probably single individuals here and that they're enjoying themselves but it seems like they're also having a bit of a bond there which was very shocking to me because we just really haven't heard anything from Cole at all until yeah at all like who who is he <laughs> And I, I mean, I do have a guess now after this episode, but, um, do you want to talk about it now or do you want to talk about it at the end? Cause I, cause I yeah, feel let's like, talk about it at the end. Yeah. Cause that's where they really go in depth with some of the clues that were presented. Yeah. I think, yeah. but I, but I think that like. Again, based on what we saw from the edit, like I can't it it was giving Shane's just using him. But then she was actually like sad at the end, so then I was like, okay, maybe it wasn't all for show. I feel like it for me, and I could be completely wrong about this. I feel like the main bond of this alliance so far was between Monet and Shay, like as friends, like they were definitely the stronger duo of the bunch. But I think definitely. it was in terms of like, they probably have only been in this house for a handful of days. I doubt they're there for like a week at a time for all, you know, because they're like sequestered from the rest of the world. Yeah, so they sure. can't. Yeah. So Let's say they've been there for about a week or something or maybe a little longer since now we're after this episode, we're four eliminations in. But I will say that definitely think that like it was probably a blend of like this is an attractive person. So I'm going to flirt with them and he seems to reciprocate it. So like this is just something that single people do and enjoy myself. But then also yeah, this probably won't hurt my game. Like, at the very least, now everyone now he's going to feel very guilty about the choice mm-hmm. that he has made. But this definitely wouldn't have been as difficult of a decision without this underlying showman's factor into it. Yeah. Like, yeah, people that would makes definitely, sense. Yeah, like, people definitely would be upset. Like, that same side of the house would be upset if Cole took out, like, Monet or someone but because they have this showman's thing going on it definitely hurts more that it was Cole that took Shane out here even if like from a game perspective I can understand why he did it yeah yeah and then is there anything else we want to go over before we get to the main challenge 
No, let's let's oh. jump right in here. Oh wait, I do want to say one uh, one other thing. The other the other side of the house, this being like Shane, Monet, Jr., and Gabe. Their plan is to get two of their players into the bottom two of this round, so they can guess one of the other players here. The other part of this, though, we've actually we didn't even talk about Carson's clue, oh, yeah. but uh, but I I was just again this this side this that faction is just so boring but um, (laughs) yes but so we so monet has shown jr her clue and i well i'm not sure if he got every piece of the clue right i think he definitely got the like award-winning racer it was like an eraser mark minus an e so yeah that's what i thought too. yeah so from and someone that raced for beer so uh assuming like a nascar driver that's someone that had budweiser as their sponsor and jr says a he thinks that it's jeff gordon um i don't know if there was anything on the clue that specifically referred to the number 24, but I guess that is his racing car there. And Gabe also got a look at the clue and said, yeah, that makes sense with the clue that we got, that it would be Jeff Gordon. And there are some racing or car type clues on the clue wall. Yeah. So what I had written down for that clue was like winning racer who, and then there were like the two record players the number four and beer so there is like like I was thinking like two records or double records but I'm not sure how they would have gotten like 24 because there wasn't anything to like just be two yeah I don't think that's the thing that I was confused about because I don't think the two records stand for two yeah I don't think so yeah. either. I think it's but, like two two records or two like yeah yeah like two like two maybe they Maybe this like, person won two, two titles records or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's more on the line of what they're talking about. So I do think that it is a NASCAR driver. I'm just not 100% convinced yet that it's Jeff Gordon or that like that. At least that part of the clue I'm not 100% sure is right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we'll find out. And because of this clue, Shane and Monet, I'm I'm talking about them as a unit because they are like uh they are a set. Do not separate, Cole. Yeah, the dynamic duo. They are the dynamic. I love them so much, Ari. I'm really <laughs> sad that we aren't getting any more of them right now. But we have our our lovely set of ladies here. They want to get make sure that two of their people are in the bottom and to increase their odds they also show this clue to the two people in the middle which are cole and hugo and try to convince them that they are a hundred percent certain of this clue being jeff gordon which i i think is a good plan like i think this is pretty solid for like moving forward about like what they want to have done yeah i think so too yeah. And then we get to the challenge this episode, which is another team challenge. They're going to be in three teams of three this time. And one at a time, they're going to go or one team at a time, I should say they have I forget. I did not keep track of how much time they had in this episode, but I think it was five minutes. Okay, so they have five minutes to walk around this field blindfolded and there's statues there that they have to guess what the statues are um, by touch. 
And these guesses are also clues for um, for people's celebrity relatives. So we have three teams. Oh, and similar to the last team challenge, um, each team has a captain who will be the sole winner of the challenge if their team wins. And then the team captain of the bottom team is up for elimination and they pick one of the other people on their team to be in the bottom two with them. So on the orange team, it's Gabe, Shane, and Chris with Chris as captain. The green team is Monet, JR, and Carson with Carson as captain. And the blue team is Olivia, Hugo, and Cole with Cole as the captain. I hated this like <laughs> i the challenge itself was very entertaining to watch but i hate that at this point in the game they decided to do challenges where the person that wins just picked a lucky ping pong ball yeah and i mean this was a hard challenge too i think that they like like five minutes is not that yeah much time to like walk around with a blindfold and just like first you have to f- figure out where the stuff is and then you have to figure out what it is yeah um so i think it was i think it was challenging so i guess that gives some amount of like randomness but yeah. like i agree that it's it's getting late to have like to have it just be by chance yeah i just don't like that the i honestly i'm fine with them doing this in team challenges i just hate that the every once in a while it's fine to be like we are going to randomly pick team captains and the person that picks the team captain position randomly will be safe and the other will be in the bottom two i'm fine with that but we just had one so i don't know why we have to have one again yeah two in a row is here yeah it's uh, and Based on the based on the clues we got or the scenes from the next episode that we got next for next time for episode five, I think we're getting another team challenge again. So more on that later. But <laughs> I here's what I think they should have do, done to fix this. I think that they should have had still do three teams of three, still have them say like, okay, the per, the team with the highest number of guesses wins the challenge. And the team that is on the bottom is going to be the person, like, is going to be the losers are going to be someone in the bottom three. What I think they should have done, though, is say that the person that is safe is the person that makes the most correct guesses um, within the winning team. So, like, if so, there's like some incentive of like, I don't want my clue revealed and I want my team to win, but I also like, I also want to be safe. So if my team's going to win, how am I going to like make sure I get the most glasses without giving away my clue? Yeah, that would be good. I, yeah. yeah, that's a really good idea. Yeah. And then have some type of tiebreaker if there is a tie or something. And then the bottom could just be like whoever made, whoever guessed the fewest, whoever made the fewest guesses on the team on the bottom. Yeah. 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 I, I would like that. Yeah, I feel like that would be more interesting than what they did here. Um, Only because they did it last episode. I think this would be a completely different conversation if we had a non uh, a non team challenge here. I th- and I think this episode was when we got the fashion show last season. And I, honestly, I kind of wish they brought that back. So yeah. I know I would really like for them to bring that back. Yeah, I, I want miss them it. to do that again. I love me 
a fashion show. Maybe they'll do it a little later in the season. I'd be happy yeah, with that. Yeah, I hope. Yeah. I feel like that gave away some pretty heavy clues right away. So then, like, fairly early in the season. So maybe yeah. we'll get it a little later. But I am hoping – I'm holding out hope that we'll still get a fashion show. Yes. Keep hoping yeah. for it. All right. Um, anything about the challenge itself that we want to discuss? It just, it seemed hard. I did try yeah. and like write down all the ones that I saw. I didn't write any of them down. So do you want us to give, give some away? Sure. Yeah. I don't think yeah. I got all of them, but I think I got most of them. So there was um, the shrimp tire, which was for Carson, presumably. Um, burger, which Gabriel confirmed in his confessional was his clue. Um, there was a sheep. There was Swiss cheese, which Cole thinks is his, which doesn't help me at all. Um, dragon, butterfly, Saturn, or or a planet with rings, um, a hawk, and then there was like the one that was like a guy with like in like some kind of like old period garb with oh, maybe okay. like a cape or something, a cape mm-hmm. or like a robe of some sort. Um, right. in like a very dramatic pose. I was I I'm not sure exactly what that how was supposed you, to be. But... How are people supposed to guess that? Like, would you, would yeah, you that was like really specific. I don't. Yeah, like maybe it's a reference to something that I should know, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering, like, if I guessed like person or human, would that count, or does it have to be like a specific? That's just that's an odd one. Yeah. Um, Okay, now the cheese, I think I do know how that relates to Cole, but I will save that when we get to the end of the episode, since we already agreed. Yeah, when he said it was his, it didn't help at all, but yeah, I, I, I definitely have a guess now. Yeah, I have I have a strong inkling on what that means, but yes, so I I can't think of too many options. It does make me more confident on Gabe's relative though that he was so worried about the burger and he specifically yeah. referenced good burger so yeah i am i'm fairly confident now on yeah you Gabe's have guessed relative. do you want to talk talk about it i think we i talked about it last episode right yeah yeah, yeah. oh but yeah. yeah but you didn't want to give it away so we don't have to talk about it but i, oh, wait, no, I, no, I agree I did, I did guess no i did i did say it on the podcast i think yeah, I think you said it, but I think you said, like, skip ahead if you don't want to hear it. Oh, yeah, I did. Okay, so, again, I guess skip ahead if you don't want to hear it. But, like, it was someone with their start in Nickelodeon, and it's not Keenan or Kel because he <laughs> specified that, like, this is somebody that was not – that, like, was, like – That was on no- Nickelodeon with them or something. Yeah, or that, yeah. But he thinks it's related to Good Burger and Nathan got his start on – uh, Nickelodeon as well. He had his own show on there for a while. So I think he was an all that kid at some point too. I could be wrong about so. that part. Yeah. But yeah, so it's def- I I feel more confident about it being Nick Cannon. There's a couple people it could still be, but Nick Cannon feels right to me. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think it was. Yeah. So um, I think like the steering wheel, or it was a tire, I think was the clue for Carson. So that makes sense. The, I I have no guess for like the shrimp or some of these other ones. So yeah, the shrimp, I have no idea. 
I know. I'm not I'm not sure where we're supposed to go with that one, but we'll table that for another time. For the I did butterfly like Yeah. I was very impressed about the fact that um someone was able I someone was able to guess shrimp because I don't think I would ever be able to like figure it out. It was like in a U shape and some of these just felt like I don't know. I didn't feel like I would be able to get that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I, I mean, this is just like, this is so hard. I was kind of surprised by the uh, people getting che the cheeseburger one. Yeah, right. It like, how? that's so how specific. <laughs> okay, so I looked up the Butterfly Effect movie to see if there was any one from there. Oh. And none of these people are sticking out to me as potential relatives of anyone so back to the drawing board for me <laughs> man yes oh wait actually hold on let me go back to the new year's eve movie hmm nope never oh <gasps> so oh ari do you think olivia i know we were guessing women earlier do you think there's a world where Olivia could be related to Ashton Kutcher. Kutcher. Yes. <laughs> I I would believe that he's won a Razzie, but he's probably won something better than that though, right? That could have been the thing she lied about though. I cuz oh, we didn't know what true. her Yeah, we didn't hear her whole thing. We didn't Wait, let me see if Ashton Kutcher won an He did win a Razzie. Hmm. Oh my god. Okay, sorry everybody. I guess you should have skipped that part too if you didn't want to figure that out. I was just figuring this out in real time. I think I actually I felt pretty confident on that too cuz he was mm. in New Year's Eve and he was he was the star in The Butterfly Effect and I think the thing that was holding me back is I was maybe making too many comparisons to Lark in that um that I just assumed Olivia had a female relative and perhaps she does not hmm. perhaps it's ashton kutcher what were her other clues in the last or in in the true true like in the picture line? one oh she did we didn't get her picture reveal oh wait no we did hold on wait let me there see. was something like medical i remember let me see she could definitely be like a she could definitely be like a niece or like a cousin or something. An alien, a hospital sign, and ha uh happy New York sunglasses. Okay. And he was in let me see. He's probably played like a doctor at some point. <laughs> yeah. He was on yeah, I'm sure there's I, – I feel like this is a good – this is a good opportunity. This is a strong guess. Guess. Yeah, I think this is a good guess. Um, I'm not going to look through his whole – I'm, like, looking through his uh, filmography awards and everything like that. But I'm not going to go through everything because I just feel like that's going to take too long. But I, I think this is a strong guess. I feel confident in this guess for Olivia. Yeah, I yeah, I think it's a pretty good guess. 
We'll see. Yeah, if the butterfly is, in fact, her clue, because we didn't get comment on it either way. Yeah. But that is my new leading guess for for her. All right. And anything else? I did like that Gabe had this pretty solid strategy of, like, finding the statues and then bringing, like, uh, getting other people over to Yeah, I thought that was a pretty good... Yeah. But then I also found it funny when one of the first ones he goes to is the one that he thinks is, like, his clue. So then he's just like, oh, absolutely not. (laughs) So that part was funny. And then, yeah, I think overall, oh, and Olivia was trying to throw the challenge, which I guess she was pretty successful on because her team did very badly. Yeah. I feel like you didn't have to completely throw it because then you can be like, I mean, I guess she wouldn't care about being the guesser because she would get Shane out. So, yeah, I don't know. I I just was like, I wouldn't want to put myself in that position. (laughs) Yeah, like I'd rather I, be in the middle. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this. I mean, you didn't really have to throw it. You could just not be super helpful, which is more so what she did because the team right ahead of her only had one guess more. So this had to do bad enough. Yeah. So we get to the results, and the green team, which again is Monet, JR, and Carson, had three correct guesses. Orange team, which is Gabe, Shane, and Chris had five correct guesses, and the blue team, Olivia, Hugo, and Cole, had two guesses. So the orange team uh, is the winning team, which means Chris, as its captain, is safe, and he gets a visit to the wine cellar because the blue team is in last place. Cole, as their captain, is automatically in the bottom two, and he picks Hugo to join them because both are in the middle and will have to have Hugo show his cards a little bit. So... All right, I thought that this was, like, a pretty solid choice from Cole to pull Hugo in and have them both in the middle. But then everything else after that, he played terribly. Because after this, he was like, I want to put Hugo in the bottom with me because we're both playing the middle and this will force him to show his cards a little bit. And all I think it really did is made Cole show his cards And Hugo is still kind of in the middle of everything because everyone was like, oh, yeah, you should play double agent and then go information from that side. And the other side would say the same thing. And he was like, "Okay," And there, that's it. And he was done. Yeah. And like people like he's just continuing the shenanigans that everyone already knew that he was doing. And he got absolutely no repercussions for it this episode because he was not voted as the guesser. Yeah, pretty much. It was. I mean, I do still like Hugo but it is funny that he's like I have everyone convinced that I'm on their side and then everyone's like yeah we don't know if we can fully trust Hugo (laughs) it is really funny but like and I I love it though because it's like he can't like everyone kind of knows that they can't trust Hugo which is understandable because he is clearly playing the middle but they're hoping that for this round would be like, okay, but at least can you play the middle in a way that will like benefit us? So like we can get some information about the other side. So I feel like Hugo's just allowed to continue to do what he's already been doing this season. Yeah, because he's still offering something of value to both sides. Yeah. And 
because he had said he doesn't want to be the guesser and Cole does want to be the guesser, which makes no sense because he's playing the middle as well. And now he has to show all of his cards again that, yeah, I Hugo was all over like Hugo played it perfectly as like a middle person in the bottom and Cole did everything to put himself into the spotlight and completely betrayed one side of the house. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hugo hasn't outright betrayed anybody yet. Just Carly, but she's gone now. Oh yeah. Well, uh, first episode doesn't count because you don't even know them yet. Yeah, exactly. So like he did the right thing there. And then she had her freak out and everyone was like, okay, that's that was the correct thing to do. Yeah. And then, yeah. So we get, like, you know, we get Hugo going back and forth. We have Carson continuing to play the victim here. We're talking about how, like, this feels personal. I need Carson to go. I'm sorry. She's just like, girl, this is not personal. They're doing all the same things that you are doing to them. So what could you possibly be mad about? Yeah, I like <laughs> when she was like, "This feels personal." I'm like, "Can can you not? Like, it's it's still a game, and it's not personal." And once again, whatever happened last episode was like had nothing to do with you. Yeah. So it just it feels very weird, and uh, of like how they are presenting this to us because it really doesn't seem like Monet and Cart. Like, yes, Monet pulled. Or no, sorry, Shane pulled Carson's clue. Monet pulled Chris's clue. Um, but like, yes, they did something. But everyone is able, like, once you are in the top, you are able to pull anybody's clue that you want. So I don't yeah, know how. And they, yeah, like what, like, nobody knew anything about you. So like, of course, they were going to pull your clue. Yeah. Like, if you're hard to figure out. I honestly think she thought that she was playing a better game than what she thought she was. And is just like so offended about like the fact that somebody would challenge her here. It was like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, this feels personal because I'm doing so well. So why else would they possibly pick me? Yeah. <laughs> Where it was just literally like you're not on their side and uh, like they didn't know anything about you. So they pulled your clue. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense to me personally. And uh, speaking of the wine cellar clue, I'm so excited to talk about this, Ari, because I have so many thoughts about this. So Chris goes to the wine cellar and we had talked previously about how Chris and Carson had said before they want to get Monet out. I can understand if they had decided they didn't want to get Monet out this episode just because there's too many variables going on with it and they don't know enough about Monet. But Chris has this opportunity to pull uh, pull Monet's clue, get a little more information on them because really they don't know a lot about her. Yeah. And, and then they decide, he decides that he wants to pull Hugo's clue instead. Because he's playing the middle, and while he's pretty certain that Hugo's relative is Buzz Aldrin, he's also heard some other things, and he wants to be more certain. And I just think this is a terrible mistake on Chris's part. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, I know. You, so you had mentioned yesterday something about like, yeah, 
the clue that gets pulled was was not the right choice and I like I see what you mean like and he even talks through it in like the the confessional where he's like yeah you know I was thinking like I could pull Monet's clue and figure it out and you know that's who I want to get out but then I was like why do that when I could pull anyone's and I'm like <laughs> do you should like like that's not helping you now yeah and I feel like if Hugo gets any wind of the fact that Chris pulled his clue he's gonna jump over to the other side instead of playing exactly. the middle which like if he plays the middle Ideally, that means that there's at least going to be a good portion of the time until you get him out that he will be helping you. Whereas if he finds out that you pulled his clue, he could just very well just flip over to the other side or give his two cents about who he thinks Chris's relative is. Like, I don't think this is going – I don't think this is as smart as Chris thinks it is for it especially yeah, and he could like hugo could win the next challenge and then yeah. see that his clue is no longer in the wine cellar and put it together yeah, like, yeah. i don't so, think it was a smart move i don't think it was smart at all especially because like now that shane is gone here and she was shane was the layup for the past few episodes similar to louise and that was like everyone knows who you're related to it's such an easy guess um, but, like, whoever's in the bottom, someone always has the option to take the easy route here and go for Shane. Now Shane's gone. So who's going to be your new layup here? And yeah, there's not a ton of there's not a ton of options right now currently. Yeah, I don't think he th- thought it through fully. Yeah. But, okay, so I when I first got this clue, it went away too quick because I was doing other things when I was trying to figure out who – this could possibly yeah. be. I, I paused for a minute and then was like, I have, I have no idea. So yeah. I just didn't even try. Okay. So when I rewatched it, I put the, um, I put, I actually typed everything out and started kind of like, I, I spent, I dedicated a solid five minutes to this and I'm pretty impressed. So I don't know everything about this clue, but I'm pretty sure I'm like, 99% positive that the first part, which was like the curling finger, the and deer, the and sign, and the the deer into um uh like and then like the little exit door thing with the police officer. That part I'm pretty sure means commander in chief because so the yeah the curling finger is making a motion of like come here, and so like come, and, and command deer in so the the, the little door in and yeah. a uh, police chief so commander in chief, and then I don't know what the two silly faces is or anything like that. But Jimmy Carter, who we have thrown around before, as did Jane, uh, Jimmy Carter was a peanut farmer. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what these other parts could mean, but I did see a farmer in there. So I do think that it's Jimmy Carter. And like that first part of the clue at the very least is commander in chief. I'm not confident on what the other half of it means, but that's okay. Yeah. I don't know. I Definitely don't know what the emojis are supposed to be, but that that is making sense. The commander in chief part, I definitely see it. 
yeah, I don't know if that has something to do with like two terms, if he was like a two term president or not. I got to look that up. But or like, but he was definitely a farmer at some point. So I'm not fully confident on it. But I, I, I think that that is what that the clue is implying is that he is Hugo is related to a president. And just based on what I know about presidents, uh, Jimmy Carter was a peanut farmer at one point in his life. So that just makes sense that it would be him. Yeah, it is still looking like a good guess. Yeah. And then wait, when was he president? Was he, looks like he was a one-term president, so maybe that was not it. I could be wrong, though. Hmm. Yeah, it says he was in office from 1977 to 1981. So that makes sense. All right, well, yeah. So Jimmy Carter, if you're listening or if, you know, anybody that, is friend or anybody listening that to this podcast just know like we're a fan of Jimmy Carter's grandson. I'm assuming it's his grandson. I could be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm pretty happy with these results overall. Pretty good guess. Still, I pretty think. good. And then the only other part here is that – so the other side of the house, the part – we haven't really talked about them after this episode or after this portion of like after the challenge where uh, Shane, Monet, JR, and Gabe are trying to get Cole to – Cole and Hugo to be confident in who Carson's relative is and – that they should guess Carson's relative instead of Shane. Um, And it doesn't, no one really knows exactly what they're going to do, but it goes back and forth for a little bit about who people want to be the guesser. At first it seems like Carson and Olivia and Chris want Hugo to be the guesser and the other side wants Cole to be the guesser, but then it doesn't really seem certain on where that is going. And they're thinking about making uh Cole the guesser instead and then it once everything gets thrown out there Cole does eventually reveal to Carson that the guess that is given to um about who her relative is is Jeff Gordon and uh, Carson then goes to Chris and says well it doesn't matter who's the guesser now because they're wrong so whoever so it doesn't matter which one of them guesses me and then Chris brings this information to Gabe and then by proxy. I feel like JR just comes like once the strategy. <laughs> JR part, just walked into the room. Walks so into funny. This, and this is like the third time it has happened in like the past like two episodes. But it's just like he's never starting the conversation. He's either told that he is going to be part of the strategy. Like when Monet tells him that they need to figure out this clue or People are just talking about strategy and then he comes in and people give him all the information anyway. Yeah. It's quite effortless. He, he did end, end the conversation on this one. <laughs> he just walked in with his opinion like, I don't know, where like, where'd you come from? Nobody asked. I feel like it's, I don't know what it is, but it's just like, I feel like people are just used to at this point, JR, at some point being a part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. 
Like eventually, yeah, I feel like no I, one's talking about Jr. as a floater, but like he definitely is. <laughs> I feel like it, what I think is he's probably tightest with Monet and Gabe. Yeah, and then like by proxy, that means that like he is part of the alliance with them and Shane. But I haven't seen too much in the way of like Jr. and Shane interacting. It's more so like Jr. interacting with Monet and Gabe, from what I remember. That we've seen so far so i'm assuming that like but it does seem that he is like he has a pretty good standing in the house like we haven't even heard really any guesses for him outside of like oh a basketball player clearly even though that still makes no sense to me yes <laughs> yeah yeah we still have like kind of nothing for Jay. yeah there's not a ton of evidence either way besides like his, we have his confessional saying that he's not related to a basketball player. But I just feel like the clues they have gotten are in no way, shape or form related to like even like suggest that he's related to a basketball player. Yeah. Nope. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, maybe part of it is just we know a little bit more than the contestants, but I would not be – I would not be so sold on the basketball player theory with JR just based on how open it seems to be at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He, of all the players we are getting so far, he is the most like LC to me from last season. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Yeah. I think maybe secondary would be like Monet because I think that like she is also leaning into the fact that people, are not really certain about who her her relative is either and she's a little more vocal than what we've gotten from jr but i think in terms of like who's actually pretty secure right now it's it's jr but um anything else we want to talk about before we get to the elimination ceremony well i kind of thought that carson saying that their guess would be wrong. I kind of thought she was lying at first just to, like, throw people off. But then, then in, like, when she gets to, when it gets to, like, voting for the elimination ceremony, um, whoever, when she voted for Cole, I was like, oh, maybe she's not lying. But I still don't, I still don't really know because I like don't know who else it would be. See, what I think is, I I think it's a little similar to what she is ironically like doing to Shane and Monet is that Chris took what Carson was telling her, telling him as like a strategic decision on her part where like, yeah, I need to tip this off to someone that will tip it off to somebody else so that they know that their guess is wrong just so I can psych them out. Like there's got to be so much mental gymnastics going on. Yeah. And from what we have heard from Carson, she trusts Chris and Olivia the most. And she pulled Chris aside to say, okay, don't worry. I got there. Like, I think she genuinely thought she was, like, talking to an ally that was invested in her safety above everything else and said that she wanted, like, that their guess is wrong. I'm not worried. So we can just vote for whoever. And they're going to be wrong no matter who guesses. And I think that 
if she was worried about Cole guessing her relative and, and being right and like eliminating from her, her from the game, she would have picked Hugo because he seems less likely of a per at least less likely than Cole to pick Shane. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe her relative isn't Jeff Gordon and they it's like a uh someone else in the race car sphere. Yeah. I yeah. That that's why like up right up until that moment I was like, I think she's lying. But then I was like, oh wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> why would she do that? Yeah. But then we get to the elimination ceremony and Cole is named the guesser. And we have some suspense about who Cole will pick. But then we go to commercial. I'm like, oh, damn it. He's picking Shay here. He's picking Mm -hmm. Shay. And lo and behold, we get to after the commercial break. And he says, I'm picking Shane. And then he guesses that her relative is Eddie Murphy. And he is right. So Shane is eliminated and Cole is safe. But we get this very nice message from Eddie Murphy about how much he loves his daughter. And Shane talks very highly about her dad and that he's like such a great father. And yeah, I was so glad like how, yeah. how, that we were like, that we had like said that. And I was like, yeah, I knew it. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> like, 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 he's oh. probably a great dad. And she confirmed. So, yeah. Yay. So she's a big fan. She's a big fan of her dad, which seems great. He did send a video in and like seemed to very adoring of his daughter. And it, it just seemed very lovely. I was happy that she was part that like she was part of this season and that we got a household name in here and that he was also supportive of his daughter. So it was, yeah. Lovely. She also had a, a graceful exit. Like she was definitely like clearly like, I mean, she, like, she didn't even seem mad. She just looked sad. Which it just, Shane is really too good for this house because every time someone has like assumed that she is the worst like she is so diabolical she is always planning things it's like she's just doodling in her notebook and hanging out with Monet and she's just having a good time yes and like she is not this like I, I think Shane is very smart and I was a big fan of her this season, but like she is not the evil genius that you are all painting her out. <laughs> yeah, she just wants to doodle and talk with Monet. And like who amongst us would not want that in the yeah. TV experience? Yeah. It's yeah. A, definitely a shame to see Shane go. Yeah, but you know, I, in terms of I feel like this was also a point in the season where I was, like, just very sad to see some of these, like, iconic players in the first season leave so early. Like, we were such big fans of Dominique. I loved Mm -hmm. X. Like, there were just some players that I was a really big fan of and was very sad to see them go so early. But And Shane is definitely going to be one of those players for me. But I was very happy to have her here. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And then – but the the drama does not end once Shane's game – is done because after everything we get everybody back to the house cole knows that people are going to be mad at him but he I does not know he does not know as much as i think he should he should have thought this a little more through because he is very like he he keeps explaining himself like i had to do it i wasn't sure all this other stuff which i think is reasonable but I don't think that the way he presented it, like, I genuinely don't think that Gabe knew 
that this was what was going to happen because it doesn't make sense of like why he would be so mad about it. Yeah. Otherwise. And like Monet has to tell him to like basically like don't show that they've gotten to them. But then like Gabe is mad. Monet's obviously mad. They're all acting like it's not a big deal. And he could this part was actually pretty funny because you would think someone like Chris would be thrilled that he didn't take a shot at Carzit, but even Chris is like, "Oh yeah, you messed up there. Like <laughs> yeah. that was cold blooded, Cole." Like, <laughs> that part was very funny, so Chris can stay a little longer. <laughs> but yeah, so there was a lot of drama afterwards in terms of like it was just very tense. And you could tell that yeah. people were pissed at Cole. And Cole is aware of that, but I don't think he really thought through like why this was a bad choice on his part. And yeah, well, I, I think like Monet says in the end, he had no idea that yeah. Monet and Shane had had any inklings about who he might related be related yeah. to. So I was excited to see that because I have think I have I feel right. pretty good about my guess. All right, Ari, what's your guess? My guess is Alicia Keys. Yes. Okay. Based I also, on what Monet revealed at the end there. Yes. So they had like the diary. There was a piano. And I think they said something else. Oh, yeah. That his relative and the Swiss wanted, cheese. And the Swiss cheese. Yeah. Do you know what that means now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so after, after knowing that it's Alicia, or after yeah. being pretty sure that it's Alicia Keys. Yes. So clue makes sense. Yeah. So for those that don't know, Alicia Keys' husband is Swiss Beats, not his government name. I believe that is his (laughs) stage name. But yeah, so that would make sense with the Swiss cheese. But yeah, so we ended this more so on like a dramatic cliff. I feel like the past few episodes we have gotten like oh, this person made a big move and this is super, like, they don't know what's coming, but then we don't actually have any evidence. Like, we knew that sooner or later someone was going to pick Shane, right? And, like, I would not have guessed how it ended up happening, but we already knew that that was probably going to happen. But that was the point we ended on this previous episode. We had no idea about Cole or where people were thinking he was with his relatives, until that moment so the way that they withheld that information until the very end of what is at the very least his first big move of the season possibly his like biggest move of the season depending on how long Cole lasts but things are not looking good for Cole because he has to deal with the wrath of uh, a very powerful side of the house and I don't think the other side that is going to be too helpful in his um uh in helping him because they also seemed pretty eager to just throw him to the wolves and i think it was very smart of shane and monet to like figure that out on their own and not like and not say anything yeah so i think this is going to be quite an interesting next episode for cole yeah Um, and another thing i like just about the edit was just that they like showed us that they showed monet like pointing out all the clues but didn't like say it yes that's true because then it it leaves it up to the audience to actually put those clues together about who they think it might be yeah yeah i do like it though like pretty pretty i feel very good about it i'll be surprised if it's not (laughs) i will also be surprised if it's not but cole your days are numbered 
just because <laughs> I, how dare you? How dare you take Shane away from us? Yeah, but, we'll see if he wins yeah. immunity next week. We'll see what happens. I know. So <laughs> our next episode, uh, episode five, we're going to be halfway through at this point. But Ari, um, I so have were you able to see the scenes from the next episode segment? Um, yes, I think so. Yeah, but okay, it'll probably jog your memory when I say this, but as I was complaining about them doing a team challenge with the format that they did in this episode, and it looks like we are going to be doing the same thing next episode because it looks like the telephone game is back. Oh, the telephone game. Honestly, that, that was a pretty was, funny one. It was so funny, but it was like, yeah, it was so long and stressful. Yes, it was. There was a lot in there and it was quite a lot to process, but it was very funny and very dramatic for no reason. So I'm very excited. I think this cast this is, is a lot be a more. Good cast for that. Yes. This cast can be very dramatic and also very intelligent at the same time yeah. where I feel like a lot of the cast members it was like an either or situation and uh, they were so funny like i am very excited to see this cast take on the telephone game yeah, especially I feel like this cast will be able to figure more out yeah but especially with um the like depending on how the teams turn out this could be very funny mm-hmm Yes, so I'm very excited to see how this goes. But until next time, this concludes our recap of episode four of season two, Claim to Fame. Ari, thank you once again for joining us. And so we will be able to talk about the next episode very soon. But where can people follow you? And is there anything that you would like to promote? Yeah, um, everyone should check out all of Gia's stuff that she's about to talk about. Thank you. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Classically Gia for all of my reality TV shenanigans. Uh, follow the Survivor Diversity Campaign on Twitter as well as um, my writing on Inside Survivor. I am so excited to hopefully be taking on some new projects as we are continuing the Survivor off season and. Also on the Silent Podcast Network, yes, I am recapping Sister Act, but I'm also recapping Project Runway with our Make It Work podcast with Naomi Calhoun and Nicole Horn. And finally, uh, we released our first episode of Slosh Survivor, which is where drunk history meets Survivor in, um, very recently on Silent Podcast. So you can look at that in any of anywhere that podcasts are streamed in the silent podcast channel. And I am very hopeful that we will have a new episode up sooner rather than later. Um, We have some ideas going, so keep an eye out for some more news on that. Thank you all so much for listening to Sister Act. It's always a joy to be recapping a show that we both love together. And stay tuned for when we get to our midway point next episode. (laughs) 